This morning, we heard a story, a snapshot of the experience of encountering the resurrected Christ. First off, Jesus, he comes to his friends, to his disciples. He offers them peace. And I know when I think of peace, I usually think of the absence of something. I think of the absence of conflict, the absence of war, the absence of discontent. But in this sense, in the way of understanding the Hebrew word shalom, there's a sense of fullness, of presence, of harmony. And not just for an individual, but for the relationships amongst the family and the friends. I see Jesus coming to the 11, to his crew, to his tribe, offering them peace, a blessing. And in their fear and insecurities and doubts, he says, look at me. It's me, it's really me in the flesh and blood, in the body. Look, and he points out the wounds that he still carries in his hands and in his feet. Look at me, touch me, it's me. This is God incarnate. This is God who comes to us. This is God who was born a baby by a woman. This is God who grows up. This is God who has lived the life, the human that he is. And this is God, this is Jesus, this is the resurrected Christ returning, but still wearing, being the body. And then he asks for some food. Almost as if to remind them, to show them, hey, I am just like you. I am hungry and I am eating. I would imagine, too, that this moment is reminding his, his tribe, his friends, about a night not too long before where they shared a meal together and where he said to them, when you eat together like this, when you break bread like this, when you drink like this together, I will be there in your midst. And then he teaches them. He opens their minds, the story says. He teaches them about the sacred stories. He reveals the truths that are coming into existence. And once they've talked about the Bible, he says, hey, this is good news. Repent, turn in a new direction because forgiveness has come. All that gets in the way of us being in the closest of relationships with God, all of that is, is shedding, is falling away here. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for not just you as a person, but for all of you together, working together. And then he says this forgiveness, it's starting here in this group, in this circle, and it's going to radiate out from among you because you're the first to hear. Go and share this news. You're the witnesses. Now, there's a part of my brain that says this makes absolutely no sense. And I think that's also, there's another part of me that is drawn so deeply into the mystery of the possibility of the impossible. It's one of the frameworks, the lens for which I say, 
okay, life makes sense amidst all that doesn't make sense in the, in the truth, in the beauty, in the wonder, in the mystery of this story. And frankly, the story, strange and bizarre and full of doubts that it is, has lived on for ages and ages. Because here we are unpacking it and learning about it and trying to figure out what it might mean to us today, what it might mean to us this week. These events, these words, these truths revealed thousands of years ago. I don't know about you, but this was a very hard week for me to feel Eastery. The sun is shining, there are more and more flowers in bloom, so creation is reminding me of the good news, of spring, of resurrection, of new life. I've witnessed it within my household, we have a newish puppy, and in all of his awkwardness and puppy play, there is so much joy and fun and new life. And yet, we are still in the midst of a pandemic that while it feels like in this little corner of our world, things are turning in a good direction, it's not necessarily the case for the whole world and people are still suffering and dying from COVID. And this has been a week with a lot of death, a lot of unnecessary, painful, loss. As we hold the grief of the past year, as we hold the grief of all the various revelations, the various pandemics that have been revealed, we witness again the deaths of Dante Wright, of Adam Toledo, of the victims of the mass shooting in Indianapolis this week. There is a sense of expectancy, uncertainty, just a sense of awareness that the trial is still underway for the murder of George Floyd. And I saw a news article just this morning that said that in the past month, there have been 45 mass shootings. Our world is broken. Our world is hurting. And I hold this with Jesus' offering of peace, with Jesus' offering of forgiveness. And then, it's only when I remember what happened before the snapshot we had today of Jesus' friends. It's only when I remember the suffering, the trial, the tribulation, the pain, and the death that Jesus willingly walked into, that the system brought down upon him. It was almost like the system couldn't handle God showing us how to live. And so the system did what it could, and the system sentenced him to death. What does God do? What happens? What is revealed in Christ? Three days later, new life, 
resurrection. An ending, or rather a beginning, that nobody could have anticipated, that nobody could have possibly imagined. This very ugliness transformed. Still, he's bearing the wounds, the hurts. And in that space, he says, peace. He says, forgiveness is yours. We're still in the midst of the pandemic, and we are still in the midst of holding the grief that we all experience in different ways and at different times. And I feel like it's not important to rush through it to a conclusion. I also wonder if we haven't even really begun to experience the, the collective trauma of what this past year has meant. I know in some ways I still feel like I'm holding my breath, hoping but uncertain. So I think that there is a lot of work that we have to do, fortunately, together to come. But I also see that we have a chance to create something new. We have a chance to build life, to build upon what, what works, what is good, what is hopeful in our worlds, but to build something new. And always in stepping out into something new, there is something that we need to let go of. There is something that needs to die, that needs to be buried, that needs to be let go. Somebody that I met with last week wisely suggested that some good questions we could be asking ourselves right now is, is what have I learned? What have I learned about myself? What have I learned about my place in the world? What have I learned about the way I experience the world? What have I learned this past year of the pandemics? And then a next question for those of us that are gathering together to learn about what this means in light of Christ's resurrection, is what does it mean to be church? What does it mean to be a people seeking to live faithfully with God? What does it mean to be a witness of the good news of the resurrection of Jesus? There is a theologian and an Episcopal priest, Robert Fur Capon, and he has this analogy. He, he's, I enjoy the way he approaches a lot of our sacred stories, a lot of the parables, because he sort of flips them upside down and then flips them upside down again, and you go, wait, how is that actually good news? And yet it is. But he talks about, it's the story of, of Jesus here and Jesus' death, the story of what needs to happen so that we can step into resurrection living. It's like you're out there drowning in the waters. Jesus sees you, and he comes out to you. And you think the good news is that he's going to reach out his hand and pull you out. But actually, Jesus swims out to you, and with you, you drown together. That passage, that falling away, that shedding, that letting go, that death, happens not alone but with Jesus with us. And then three days later, the impossible happens. There is new life, there is resurrection, there is hope. 
Now, not that it is also systematically perfect like that. But there is, there is good news in the story. Because amidst all that Jesus walked through, he was faithful to who he was and to how he was hoping our hearts and minds would be open to God and to each other. What have I learned this year? And what does it mean to be church? Armed with those thoughts, fueled or nourished by that way of thinking, what sort of world are we going to begin building?